This podcast was first broadcast on Mix 92.6. Go to mix926.com to find more Environment Matters podcasts. And if you enjoy what we do, to find out how you can support the station, which is run entirely by volunteers. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Environment Matters with me, Amanda Yorworth. Environment Matters is the show that brings you news on issues of sustainability in the environment from around Hertfordshire and from further afield. Now, the fight against the building of a huge industrial rail freight interchange on the old Radlett Aerodrome, Greenbelt Land at Park Street, has been going on for decades. Back in December 2012, Eric Pickles was the Secretary of State who, in spite of St Albans District Council, then Hertfordshire County Council, turning down planning applications, gave planning permission for the interchange to what was then Helioslough. A campaign group, Strife, did what it could to oppose the plans and the then St Albans MP, Anne Main, raised the subject in Parliament. But once planning permission was given, things seemed to peter out. The grass on the site continued to grow, the sheep on the site kept munching the grass. The years ticked by and it seemed like, well it seemed like perhaps it wouldn't happen at all. The members of Strife retired or moved away. But the quiet was deceptive. Helio Slough is now Segro, and they are moving fast to start work on the site in just a few months. Outraged residents have rushed to start a new campaign group, Save St Albans Fight the Freight. They have the support of the now St Albans MP Daisy Cooper, but their window of opportunity is small. I spoke to local councillor Nula Webb of Save St Albans Fight the Freight and she started by explaining exactly where the site of the proposed rail freight interchange is and what it looks like now. For those who use the Thameslink line, if they're heading into London, if they look to the right after they cross the 414, they'll see what was the old Radlett Aerodrome site. And that will be the main site where all the warehouses, the sort of warehouses that you get on the M1 near Milton Keynes, those 100 foot high warehouses. And so I'm trying to think, so that area, there's certainly parts of it that are sort of green fields, sometimes have sheep in, hedges, a few trees. Have I got the yes, right idea? That's there? right. It's a mixture of land, which is being used for agricultural purposes. There are trees around its boundaries. You've got Berrydale Woods, which the River Ver runs through on its eastern side. Very beautiful, lovely walking areas. It's got great crested newts, it's got owls and badger sets, and it was bought for £1 by Hearts County Council in 1985 to preserve from development. Okay, so how did they get that opportunity and what was happening to it at that point? When Handley Page went bankrupt, the administrators, they were approached by a lot of people, developers, to buy the land to develop it. Hearts County Council and a lot of local people and the parish councils all were trying to prevent that happening. And Hearts County Council eventually bought it to protect it for the benefit of the residents as either agricultural or leisure areas. They got a £1 deal because of that purpose. It was never sold to be developed. 
it looks like development might be on the cards now. Can you tell us exactly what's planned? Now, you've told us it's going to be something like those huge warehouses, the ones with the sort of um, toned colouring going up the side that we might see going up and down the M1. Can you give us the, the exact size, the sort of height and, and what will be going in and out of them? Yes, they are about five warehouses planned. The the whole site is a size of 490 football fields. They're 100 foot high, 30 metres, which will mean that they will still protrude above the earth mounds that they're planning to surround the site with. They are supposed to have a rail link that comes in from the Thames link. Now, this strategic rail freight interchange. It's very unique among all of these sorts of developments in that it hasn't got an exit straight onto the motorway network. Although it abuts the M25, it will never, ever get access there because it's far too close to the other exits. So it means that the only entrance and exit for this huge rail freight site is onto the 414 which is already creaking at these seams. It's one of the main problem areas for east-west traffic flows in Hertfordshire, known very well to highways that it's an inadequate and a stressed infrastructure site. And having, we were originally looking at possibly about 3,000 HGVs a day, that looks like a huge underestimate for the flow of vehicles onto the 414. And the vans and other things that will have to supply the site will be probably at a ratio of something like four to one to the HGVs. So, Nula, the actual development is being done by a company called Segro. Could you tell us a little bit about them and then also about who will actually be using the warehouses? Segro is a FTSE 100 company. It's in the top third of the FTSE 100. They have assets of about 24 billion. They develop basically warehouses for people like Amazon. They're developing strategic rail freight interchanges around the country, which is how they've landed on our site. And the warehouses themselves? Well, there are quite a number of these sites which have been developed ahead of ours. One up in East Midlands, the Amazon warehouse is one of the biggest ones. We have heard from the Northampton people that they're expecting Amazon to be one of the first warehouses to be built and occupied there. And we're expecting that that would happen here too. Okay. So... You've mentioned that the site will involve a lot of of lorries going backwards and forwards onto the A4 and 4. How about the other impacts? Can you just explain what those might be? Well, all of us are for getting freight off the roads and onto rail. And if this were the case, then we would be supporting it. But it isn't the case the number of lorries will increase vastly. All the HGVs and most of the traffic will land on the 414. That's a massive amount of extra pollution in an area which has already got levels that are above the legal limits. We'll lose 400 acres of green belt land. Barrydale Woods will have to be torn down because they're in the way of the mounds. It will be unrecognisable from the land that we know at the moment it becomes a huge, completely concreted over area. And in order, they say, to mitigate this destruction of 400 acres, they're giving us a country park. The pits and the moor on the other side of 
Park Street and Howe Wood, lovely areas, but we have them already, so they can't mitigate. It's not extra areas that we're getting. Those are areas that we already have. Okay. So could you explain to us what the situation is now? Segro didn't own all of the sites. In fact, it's been owned by different people. And Hearts County Council, like you say, is one of them. Can you explain to us the situation regarding the sale of the land? Segro never owned any of the land. It was a speculative bid of planning. The main airfield site belongs to Hearts County Council in trust for us. There's some land owned by Gorenbury Estates and the remainder is Tarmac. They've said that they will only buy if they get the land from all three of the owners. They made an offer in the autumn, I believe, to the three owners. But Hearts County Council had to put it through their democratic processes. This involved a group of nine men. It was voted by six Tories to recommend to sell against three Liberal Democrats who voted against two people, didn't vote at all. It was then passed by Cabinet on the 12th of December and went to full council on the 20th of December, which was again passed. We only found out about this happening just before December. We had virtually no time to try and oppose it. They're still in negotiations. They're hoping to conclude these by the end of March and start building then. They've already got soil samplers and various other things going on on the site. So although Hearts County Council has agreed to sell to Segro, it hasn't actually done so yet. It hasn't done so yet, no. So this has given you a small window of opportunity to to act. It's our last stand. So it sounds like the planning options, they've now gone. So what opportunities do you have to stop this? Right. The planning is closed because Eric Pickles granted planning permission to it against all democratic um, wishes of the local area. Uh, We have a very small window of opportunity because Hearts County Council haven't yet sold. They're in negotiations. They're hoping to complete by the end of March, so we're told. We are looking at legal challenges to the sale. We want their legal advice because we're pretty sure that they haven't been fully honest and open with checking what they can do and looking at the results. They say they're reluctant sellers. They should show us that the reluctant sellers by publishing and being transparent about everything that they're doing. This is our land They were guardians of this land. They bought it for one pound. They got it for that so that they could protect it. They shouldn't be selling it. So, Nula, if we agree with you, if we don't want to see this rail freight depot go ahead, what can we do to help? What people can do, we've got a petition running that if they check the Facebook account, which is Save St Albans, Fight the Freight, they'll find us there. On Twitter, it's Save St Albans FTF. Our email is info at savestalbans.com. If they go on to those, they will find a button that clicks to the petition. And they will also find a lot of other information that we're putting up there. We need people to sign the petition to make it clear to Hearts County Council that not just people in the local area, but it's going to affect everybody from Hatfield and Wellin and Garston and Hemel when the roads 
uh, clog up. And if they do try and do their Thameslink, it will affect anyone whose line is based on the slow line. We need help. Anyone who thinks they have information about this land from whenever, please get in touch or check Facebook and get in touch with us there. Any offers of help with leaflets, distribution, any practical help is very welcome too. And spread the word, because a lot of people think that this will only affect the people in the South. It will affect everybody. It will affect businesses in St Albans, because if people find it even more difficult to get in and out of St Albans, people aren't going, they're going to go where it's much easier. They won't come into the city we need people to be aware of this and to help us fight it. And we haven't much time. Nula, thank you very much indeed for telling us about that. Pleasure. Thank you. I was talking there to Councillor Nula Webb of the campaign group Save St Albans Fight the Freight. I thought that was quite interesting, wasn't it? I'd assumed that the whole point of having the interchange on that site was that the lorries would go straight on to the M25, but it appears that that's not the case and they'll be going on to the A414 instead. Quite a different matter. So just to remind you of those details to follow the campaign or to get in touch, on Facebook the campaign group is... Save St Albans, colon, fight the freight. On Twitter, the account is all one word, save St Albans, FTF. And their email address is info at com. And you can email Nula directly on nula.web. And Nula is N-U-A-L-A. Web is W-E-B-B. So nula.web.saintalbans at gmail.com. And I'll make sure that those details go in the notes that accompany the podcast of this show and that you'll find on the podcast page of mix926.com. And if you're having trouble imagining exactly what the proposed rail freight interchange might look like, well, take a look at the Save St Albans Fight the Freight Facebook page where they've got some clever animations showing you what's on the site now and what it will look like if the proposed warehouses and all the rest of the infrastructure are built. Now, as Nula says, Segro are already starting preparatory work on the site. The campaigner's window for action is just a couple of months, so they'd appreciate any help that you can give right now. I got in touch with Hearts County Council and I asked them if they'd like to comment on this issue. A spokesman from Hertfordshire County Council said, As one of the parties to the sale of the land in Radlett to Segro, the County Council considered representations from community groups, residents and elected representatives. These representations included a petition opposing the sale of the land, which was considered at the time the decision was taken. After consideration and in the light of the planning permission already granted in 2014, our Cabinet agreed to proceed with the sale of the land. The disposal of the site will lead to the creation of a new country park for the benefit of local residents, a bypass for Park Street, create much needed employment and will reduce the carbon footprint of transporting freight across the nation. Well, what do you think? Necessary infrastructure to save the world? or landscape blighting white elephant like HS2. Do get in touch. You can get in touch via email. I'm on amandadilkyourworth at mix926.com or look for Environment Matters on mix92.6 
on Twitter and Facebook. I would really like to hear what you think. And the old Radlett Aerodrome is not the only old airfield site currently under threat locally. Residents opposed to further mining of aggregates on the site of the old Hatfield Aerodrome are anxiously awaiting the outcome of an application for further quarrying. Now, the old Hatfield Aerodrome site, now known as Ellenbrook Fields, was promised to residents as a country park under a Section 106 agreement. There's already been substantial quarrying on the site and residents want to see this area of naturalised open space that forms Greenbelt between St Albans and Hatfield now formally declared a country park before any quarrying applications are considered. And I'll keep you updated with the outcome of Harts County Council's consideration of the application for the proposed quarrying. In the meantime, do make the most of the fine weather at the moment and enjoy a walk around Ellenbrook Fields. If you don't know the area, it's to the north of Hatfield Road, just after Knockcuts, and it's a great place for a relatively flat walk or run or to take the dog for a walk. Do give it a try. I'll be back with you at the same time next week, but until then, thank you for listening.